dear God, we thank you for revealing yourself to us through your word. As we open the Bible today, we pray that we should hear, we would hear your voice. Please, Holy Spirit, open our eyes and ears to listen to the word and to understand it. Thank you for being with us during this week and revealing your presence in our life and all of us feeling it, Lord Jesus. Lord, we surrender us and our families at your feet and we cover each and every one of us with your precious blood and ask for protection in every situation in our life, Lord Jesus. Lord, surrender Brother Joe into your hands. Lord, fill him and anoint him to speak your word, Lord Jesus. We surrender this session at your feet. Let it be fruitful in our life, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you remember what we studied last week? Yes. The envelope. The envelope. The, the cloud and the water. Oh, baptism. The baptism, right? Um, so yes. we were looking at... Exodus yeah, 14, 19. Yeah. So how St. Paul was telling us that Israel was baptized into Moses. They were baptized by water, by the sea and the cloud, but they were baptized into Moses as a result of it which become which means they became kind of one with Moses and spiritual they started believing in God and Moses but then we saw we know that these are all shadows in the New Testament we understood that we are just baptized. like baptized into who? one body Jesus Christ into Jesus Christ into that his, his body so okay we understood that but what's the benefit for us like that's what we should, okay, this is good to learn. This is good to learn about all the spiritual truth. We can maybe preach again to somebody else and they will be also saying, oh, this is really good truth. But if any truth is not applicable, I mean, it doesn't bring anything into my life. It's pretty much useless, right? If you, if I, I'm an engineer, I'm an IT engineer. If I went to college and did my degree four years, I know a lot about computers, but if I'm just sitting at home, what did that benefit? I mean, this computer learning, getting this degree in computer science for four years didn't benefit me at all. But then if I go and find a job and start applying that knowledge in my life, then I get paid. Then that had an impact. So that four years which I studied in my college became beneficial for me, right? Otherwise, it would be useless. I would say I just wasted four, four years. Yeah, I know a lot about computers, but it's waste, waste. It's just in my head. It doesn't... Uh, give any benefit in my life. So that's the thing we should always remember. We can learn about God. We can completely understand the whole Bible. But if that's not giving me any benefit in my life, in putting in real application, it won't benefit us. So every lesson, every session we went through, it should have somehow benefited us. Uh, so it's more about the seed, right? You can have a lot of seed stored in your wherever you're keeping it. But unless and until the seed falls down and then breaks it open, it doesn't bring new life. So that's the same thing. You can have the word of God in my, your mind, in your head, all the spiritual truth in your head, but unless it goes into your heart and then gives you 30 or 60 or 100 percentage result, it will not be useful. Let's keep that in mind. So we need to today understand how this being in an envelope, 
being into baptized into Christ helps us or how should we act uh, after knowing this truth faith without works is well, what's the scripture faith without works is fill in the blanks is useless is useless bible says faith without works is dead in it itself which means that faith is as if you don't have any faith engineering with a job without a job is dead in itself right same concept um so all the sessions without we acting on this truth is dead in itself is as if we wasted so many hours every sunday um so let's always remember that we should that's another trick of enemy that we will be unaware of this thing we need to see the fruits in our life that's why saint uh, jesus says produce fruits according to your repentance right he is always looking for fruits in that fig tree so remember everything jesus did is something some hidden uh, hidden area of kingdom of god or uh, trying to teach us a principle in the kingdom of god everything he said in parables everything he did teaches us something there's always some spiritual truth why did he curse the fig tree can we think about it like why that doesn't make any logic right that fig tree, it's not even a season see it's not a season for fig tree to make bear fruit so jesus is walking towards it and looking for fruits and there's no fruit okay curse it so it seems like it's so arrogant what did the poor fig tree do it was not when the season and it got so what's the spiritual principle you saw brain think we do not bear fruit meaning if you are not godly you are not spiritual or you are not following the principles probably that's what jesus wants us to be like followers of in him as a disciple god like jesus like so that's why we are Jesus yeah but look at the fig tree though fig tree it was a good tree and it was full of leaves etc and it's not on season right isn't it yeah, we wouldn't do that right if we won't go to a mango tree and look for mangoes if it's not the season and we would, we would, we would say oh, we can let's wait it's not season yet so there's much more than that there are a few things one we cannot say that we are going to bear fruit once we let's say for example after receiving after going through all the session maybe next year after i retire i'm going to sit and pray and figure all this out and then bear some fruit so that's a seasonal thing we may sometimes we make that kind of decision okay let me do this in next year once i once my son graduates then i will focus on god more so we will put some condition okay if this conditions are met then i will bear fruit i will do something for the kingdom of god but this is saying saying no don't do that you are supposed to be always fruit bearing do not wait for seasons do not think that i will do it after certain conditions are met we are supposed to be fruitful all the time because we don't know how or when we will be called back so every day if we have one more day tomorrow we we will be like that fig tree that we have a lot of knowledge we have we understood a lot of things but we cannot just wait um, until certain time we, if if we are only gathering knowledge if we are only gathering this wisdom but not putting this into use fruits are for others right victory the fruits are for others for the benefit of others so if we are not doing 
using this gifts, the knowledge and wisdom God is giving us for the purpose of giving the kingdom of God to others or praying for others or feeding others from our knowledge, from our works, then God is saying you are not in the kingdom of God. That's not how the kingdom of God works. If we are in the kingdom of God, we are supposed to know this truth that we should know. Even if we have little, with that little, we should be praying for others. We should be providing for others. We should, um, so we always need to remind ourselves after every session, first of all, to bring forth fruit. I need to work with this uh, word of God in my mind. Nurture, sit with Holy Spirit. And then the fruit will automatically bear. So always remember, we never ever have, keep it in the head. It should not be head knowledge. It should go into your heart and then bring the fruit. So let's see. Um, we understood this spiritual truth about baptism into Christ. Baptized into Christ. There are different baptisms. So can anyone name another baptism? We saw many baptisms, right? One is a Moses baptized into Moses. Then there is water baptism, right? And now we are talking about baptized into Christ. Can anyone tell another baptism? Baptism into the Holy Spirit. Right. Baptism in Holy Spirit. So that's a different topic. So we are not going to cover. I initially thought I would cover baptism in Holy Spirit, but it's too much knowledge. We are like that fig tree now. We are just growing branches and then having a lot of leaves. We seems to be uh, very thick in knowledge and looks good, but no fruit. So let's actually bring forth fruit of this um, Jesus Christ baptism. So baptized into Christ. How can this help me in my spiritual journey? How can we look at the Red Sea? After that, they believed in Moses and then they started obeying what Moses said. And so that, that kind of helped them to boost their Faith in Moses and faith in God, which helped them furthermore. And so in our case, once we understand the baptized into Christ principles, it should help us in this journey to the kingdom of God. Uh, brother, can yes. I say something about the fig tree? Yes. Uh, what, I am, what I am feeling about the fig tree, uh, even when Jesus commanded it, it took a while to wither the next day as per the Bible. Mm -hmm. The same thing with us when we pray uh, for healing, uh, etc. Uh, it takes time. It, 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 is, it died immediately, but it still showed the freshness, the leaves, uh, etc. for some time. So same thing, uh, what I'm feeling inspired is that when like for example, healing over me, it's taking some time. So it is dead by the root uh, but right. it will take some time uh, to to show. That's what I... Yeah, that's an interesting point, which also uh, we can think of it. I mean, it, it's really it's really true. Remember the first time when Adam and Eve sinned? What was the command given, given to them? This is interesting to understand. So what happened? What was the commandment first? What was the first sin? Eating the fruit. So what did God say? Father said something, right? If you before being, do not eat the forbidden fruit. What happened? Or there was something more. If you the day you eat from it, you get the knowledge. You get the knowledge. 
we are also three components one is the spirit which is the part of us which will continue to exist which existed before or i would say which existed which was created by god and put into this body and soul then once we die that spirit will continue to exist eternally so in reality who are who am i am i a spiritual person or am i a spirit just like god is a spirit i am a spirit we all are spirit and we will continue to exist even after this body perishes but this spirit is the most important part st paul says like this spirit soul and body not other way around the world will still body soul and spirit but always remember there's a priority to the spirit because we are a spirit person and then soul soul means the area where we have mind emotions and will three things our brain is an organ right but the mind is somewhere we don't we can't say our mind is inside the brain there's no proof right but brain is used uh, by our mind so mind which includes our thoughts or emotions all that um then we have a will right we take a decision will um and emotions of course so these three things constitute the soul part soulish person and then comes the body body constitute our of our all our uh, organs and other chemical enzymes glands all that these three should work together for a human being to survive so when the initial blessing or initial curse happened when they ate from the fruit what what did die first spirit died spiritual death happened which means we identify to death in a different manner right we are physical beings so what happens how do we define a person is dead if you go kick him he will not shout at you right he won't even feel it as if he's gone his uh, response is stimuli won't work he is disconnected from his environment right physical environment or physical habitat he is done with it the body is there still right is not vanished in thin air that doesn't mean that death means that subject exists but that subject stopped responding to that surroundings it has no connections to it there's no way it can interact with the surrounding that's the death so physical that means physical body stopped interacting the ability of that physical body to communicate or 
being in that environment is gone so think about spiritual death what is spiritual death then spirit loses its ability to communicate in the spiritual realm or to interact with the spiritual realm to interact with spiritual beings and the spiritual principles and the spiritual realm which means adam and eve were totally connected to spiritual realm totally connected to spirit holy spirit totally connected to father god totally connected to christ himself before the fall so the moment they they didn't eat a fruit okay always remember this is a figurative speech they didn't eat an apple or orange or anything uh, bible is teaching i mean catholic church teaches these are figurative things just like jesus was telling parables there is a spiritual meaning which we need to figure out behind it so think of it more like a parable they didn't eat they didn't literally eat a fruit instead they worked with satan or the kingdom of darkness against god for whatever reason and that caused them to be spiritually dead which means they were cut off from the spiritual realm they were there was no way a human spirit can interact with holy spirit or god after that point are you getting it that's a spiritual death but that spiritual death just like he pointed out the fig tree didn't die immediately it took some time the root was cut off i would say right that's what he said so exactly the same way the root to the spiritual realm where your nourishment was coming from all your grace or all your glory everything was provided for adam and eve from all is from god he was a provider for them he they never did anything from on their own to survive everything was provided for them but that connection was through the provider was god the trinitarian god that connection is cut the moment that was cut then the death started flowing but it came slowly into mind and body and there's a delay it takes it used to be like 500 600 years initially right but over the time we can see that it's getting reduced reduced nowadays it's like 80 to 90 years this body and soul uh, can exist without the provision so understand that spiritual death already happened then later adam died eve died so in the initial creation in the initial creation of human beings death was not there it was not god's plan that this creation will cease to exist it was eternal just like god this creation was supposed to continue but sin changed things sin made our spiritual death which because now we are in this earth physically connected to this entire world but we are not able to not us but every human being is dead in sin that's why we have baptism right we have original sin the sin will cause our spiritual communication to father god to be cut off but the moment we baptized what happens when we proclaim that jesus christ is the son of god he came down for me etc etc what happens we get baptized into christ who the first adam what is this first adam sinned and the death came through and spiritual death happened and continued with our physical death so what did jesus did this is called the second adam. adam so he came down so that he will undo everything the first adam did right so he must have destroyed all that and provided a new way to bring back what what was the first thing happened spiritual death happened 
So there should be an undoing of that, which means we will be spiritually. Spiritually, what happened? If, if first Adam brought death, second Adam should brought why? What? What should he bring? Life, 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 right? What life did we lose first? We lost the spiritual life. We could be dead. So the moment you became baptized, or when the moment we became baptized into Christ, what is our first? We received the what? Holy Spirit. Yeah. We became spiritually, spiritually alive. Yeah, we became spiritually alive, which means remember that definition of death. That the death is the condition where the subject cannot interact with the environment. It doesn't matter what's happening around it; it has no clue. There's no way it can identify or interact or similar respond to that. So the body is still there, but it is dead. Same way, when we say spiritual death, the spirit was there. The spirit of the human being is always there, but spirit lost its ability to interact with the spiritual realm. But the moment a person who is dead in sin, Saint Paul says this: we were we were all dead in sin, which means we are still living, but our spirit is dead, which means spirit cannot connect to it. The moment you take the baptism or when you declare your faith in Jesus Christ. Something supernatural happens. Something very beautiful thing happens. This is why Christ came, so that we can have life and life in abundance. Life, life in abundance. These are scriptures. You say, "I came so that you will have life, life in abundance." So this spiritual life comes through. How does it happen? For Adam, it was through the Holy Spirit. He was one with God. Same thing happened. Jesus Christ came. He created a He went through all that without any sin. Now there is an option. There is a framework where we proclaim the faith. We are baptized into Christ. So when we baptize into Christ, which means we are inside the envelope, right? Everything envelope had. Now we have. Did Jesus Christ have Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes. Where was Holy Spirit? He was created by the birth itself was by Holy Spirit. So was his spirit dead? No. no. So remember this. this was a, what, what was that? His spirit is alive. So that was the first human being. Okay, leave leave the part where Christ was God. Just think about his humanity. Christ, the human person, when he was born, he was the first human after Adam and Eve to have the spiritual. Life in him, or he he is spiritually not dead. Why? Because he was not through the lineage of human. Adam. See, if we are born from Adam, that yes. sin will continue to him. He will be born as a spiritually dead person. That's why he was born out of a woman. Remember, this is all this is all spiritual secrets. I don't know why I'm sharing this. This was not my topic. But anyway. <laughs> So Jesus Christ came with an alive spirit, which means he was his spirit was actually Holy Spirit Himself, right? He was connected to Father. So how did he live? How did he live? Did he make any decisions by himself? No, he relied on the Father. Always glorified the Father. He had a mind. He had a body. He had a spirit, just like all of us. But there was one difference. Not not all of us. Like when Jesus came to the earth, he was just like any other human being in body, in mind, but the spirit was different. The spirit was 
alive. For all others, it was dead. So he was connected to the spiritual realm. He was able to communicate. So what did he do? He was a he was a real role model. So now that we are in Christ, everything Christ has, it's ours. Everything happened to Christ, happened to us. Okay, that's what we read in the other day. He was he was um, brutally crucified. We were crucified with him. He was buried. We are buried. He was resurrected. We are resurrected. Now with that uh, that uh, theory or that knowledge, we actually figured out that if that is true, where is Christ? He is in the right hand of the heaven, right hand of the God. So we should be also in the right hand of the God. And we actually went and find it, right? Yeah. So we came to that equation. It's more like maths, right? If this is A equal to B, B equal to C, and A equal to C, that kind of stuff. We're like, St. Paul must have said that we are in the right hand. Isn't that fascinating that we figured out the same thing? He did say that. Correct? Yeah, he did say that, yeah. Yeah, see? See, now, now it makes sense, right? It's pretty logic. Uh, it makes really sense that now we are spiritually not dead. We were dead, but Christ came that we can have life. How did he achieve it? By presenting himself as a sacrifice without doing anything. Because the moment Jesus sinned, imagine... We always think about Jesus Christ, about only the crucifixion time, the things we went through, all that. Uh, the last few days of um, his passion. That's what we always think about emotionally. But do we know that Christ was, once we understand what Christ did in this earth, think about this logically. If we were Christ, let's say we came down, we have a, a live spirit. And tomorrow if I do something, of my own, like the, don't think that Jesus Christ was God and he was not tempted at all. St. Paul says this, we have, I mean, find the scripture next time, this is homework. St. Paul says that Jesus Christ was tempted just like us, with that's all the temptations. Went, What's that? That's when he went to the desert, no? That's what we think. But there is the scripture where somewhere St. Paul is saying, he was tempted in all kinds of temptations. In the desert also, we think that's the only time. He, what happens other time? Satan was, I don't know, what happened? Can you imagine? So Jesus was God, so he was just free. Every day morning he wakes up as he walks like a king. And no, he was not like that. So that's when we understand how he lived. Um, that's when we will value his life. What would be the... Um, strategy of kingdom of darkness. If I were the one who was supposed to be, who was who is here, if I, if your spiritual life is correct, when I say Jesus was spiritually alive, right? If he was spiritually alive, if Jesus committed a single sin, what will happen? He would be there. No, no, no. What, what will happen? Yeah. That's sin. Uh, what does sin do? It will fade away. It will separate us. Spiritually, we will be disconnected. Disconnected. Why is that? Because God, spiritually disconnected in sense, like we, he will be, we will be disconnected from God. God. Because God is completely holy. 
he cannot attach himself to something even like a small impurity he cannot that's not his nature he cannot even if he wants he cannot come so that moment the sin happens that detachment happens when we get detached we are completely cut off from the spiritual realm that was the condition of every human being but then jesus came in a body and a soul with an alive spirit and the the only option the enemy had was to make this jesus sin if if jesus sinned what will happen he will have the same effect yeah right so yeah. think of every second if i was jesus the enemy will be attacking me every single nanoseconds with temptations of unthinkable it's as if the entire kingdom of darkness focused into that one person because now their only agenda is to make him sin so what did jesus did jesus always asked father if the father say something he will do if he sees father doing something he will do he never ever took one decision on himself So yeah, even in Gethsemane, I think he says, "No, that let your will be done." This, let it's very difficult for me to bear this, but if it is your will, I will. Correct. Correct. So we we might think that Jesus was God and he walked in this earth like a king. He didn't do that. He was tortured to the extreme. Physical torture is one thing, but imagine the mental torture. If you read about Saint Padre Pio, etc., you understand that how much devil. attacked him mentally right yeah. um so think of like hundred thousands of time more every single second be you being attacked by the kingdom of darkness the images which the kingdom of darkness projects think of that uh, temptation in the desert right he the satan was able to show him the entire kingdom which means he was able to get into his mind and show him the vision where the entire kingdoms are there now if he has a capability he will be showing every filthy thing in this world and attacking him every single second and he has to conquer all that every single second he has to go through that in his 33 years of life he did all that for what for me for for us one of for me when it gets personalized that's mental torture and that went to the extreme in the garden of gethsemane to that point where he couldn't take that stress anymore the blood became started coming out of his body that's a medical condition right when it's extremely yeah. stressful his body starts sweating blood so that kind of mental torture he went through and then he obviously went through the passion and all that so we kind of ignore we don't understand what jesus did for us totally and eventually there was a time when in the cross jesus said father why did you Eli, Eli, illa sabatani. Yeah. What is what's the meaning of that? Father, Father, why do you forsake me? Forsake? Yeah. Did Father forsake him? No. Why did Why did he say that? Because maybe all the sin came into him, and Father did. I mean, turned his face because he does not see sin. Exactly. Exactly. So until that moment, he was connected he, from the eternity. or from the very beginning not even beginning for eternity they were together god holy spirit father holy spirit and son they are one that union that's the one thing they cannot live without 
And on that cross, there was a moment when entire sin of entire human being is being put on Jesus Christ. So when G when sin comes, what happens? We learn. It we just spiritually disconnected. 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 That means Jesus became disconnected with God, the God. Holy Spirit. That's why he was in such a stressful situation. He wasn't worried about the physical torture. He was worried about that union being gone. His ability to be together with Father and Holy Spirit. Be taken away. That's why he was saying, if there's any other way, if there's any other way we can do this, can we figure out something else? That then one he came back. Okay, it's okay. Your will, that thy will be done. And then at that moment he became abandoned. He went through the abandonment so that we won't be abandoned, right? So he took that sin on him, and spiritually the entire the entire effect of our sin, which will be spiritually separation, he took it. And now, through the baptism, we get into the Christ who was crucified and who already took the punishment. So what did we gain? We gained spiritual life because he was resurrected again. And now we, have, we are spiritually alive. We who are in Christ, who has proclaimed Jesus Christ as uh, his God, his creator, we have something other people doesn't have. What do we have? We have this alive, the spirit which is alive, which means the spirit which is able to with the spiritual realm to be come to be one with God. So now we are just like Jesus Christ. Every Christian, they don't understand it. That's why Jesus said, "When you know the truth, you will be free." My my children um, get destroyed because of lack of. Knowledge, not because they are doing sin. That's why lack of knowledge. The spiritual truth, the truth will liberate you. So now we understood this truth that we, when we got baptized, we are put into the Christ, put into Christ. We are in Christ. Remember that Galatians, in Galatians, St. Paul said, we are, we are wearing Christ as a garment or we are inside Christ. So we no longer are disconnected. We are one with God. Now read this um, verse. This is the entire reason God did all this through Christ. Romans 8, 29. 8, 28, I know. God does good to those who love him, those whom he has called according to his purpose. 8, 29? Yeah. For whom, for, for whom, if for new, he also predestined to be conformed conformed to the image of his son. Son, right. So this is what Father has planned, that everyone who believed in Christ will be conformed to the image of his son. son. This is exactly what happened in the baptism. To be Christ, that's, what, that's Christ culture's tagline. To be Christ. Not like Christ, to be Christ. So we are conformed into the image of his son. What we lose when we sin? We lose the image and likeness. Now, the moment we are in Christ, in spiritual realm, the truth is that we have regained that image back. But do we have it here? Not yet. So that's what we have to learn. If this is all true, why am I still sinning? Why am I still not able to 
conquer my sinfulness why am i still exactly looking i'm actually behaving and living like any other person who doesn't know christ that's the worst thing uh, the pathetic thing in christendom now we don't look any different from people who doesn't have christ that's not how it is remember the initial disciples they were not the same as others they were all everyone will be astonished when they were stepping in when they go into a city everyone will be saying okay this case has come uh, saint paul has come they will run and see the miraculous thing he they will look at paul and said he is not normal human being he has something special what does he have how he is able to speak like this how he is able to do all these things then saint paul will say it's not because of me because of christ and everyone will believe because they are seeing by their eyes but what are we doing we have the same holy spirit we have the same union with christ there's nothing saint paul was not special none of the disciples were special it's just that they knew better they knew the truth they knew the kingdom of god truth and once we learn it we will also will be like that so how do we get into this reality we so never pray that i want to be one with the god i used to pray that father i want to be one with christ then he said you are already one with me what are you asking so i, I got really confused I, this is what he said i am you and you are me that keep that keeps coming back into my mind all the time i am you and you are me so that's when i started exploring all i wouldn't say I, i started but then holy spirit started teaching me all this stuff i understand now just like we all understand now that we are spiritually one with christ now what are the effects of being one with christ read first corinthians 6:15 Yeah, today we are learning a lot of spiritual things. I don't know if it's too overwhelming. But let's learn this one and we'll, we'll finish. 1 Corinthians 6.15 Do you know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Keep reading. Or do you not know that he who is joined... to a harlot is one body with her for the two eases shall become one flesh but he who is joined to the lord is one spirit with him now there are many things in that three sentences but the last one we said one who joined with god became one, one spirit, spirit with one him. spirit with him which means when we go through this baptism we became one spirit which means now holy spirit and spirit don't think that i have holy spirit here and spirit next to next thing next to it but instead what we became became one, one spirit which means more like it's not like fabric all sticking together but more like an alloy like steel is an alloy right steel is not a natural metal it's like combination of i think iron and copper uh, it become when we go through the fusion it became steel but can you take out iron out of steel when it happened no it became a new creation right anyone who is in christ new creation it's a new creation how does it happen our spirit completely merged fused into christ now this is why god said to me you are me and i am you, you. so everything god has now i have 
everything i have god has all my sins christ will take all his everything he did on that cross i will take so his grace flows into me my sins he takes you understand that so that spiritual exchange happens because because we became one with him and the spiritual realm now christ had holy spirit right that's what we were saying when christ had holy spirit he had a a life spirit now i am merged with christ so what do i have i have holy spirit i have holy spirit i'm connected to father now i think it's getting too much so i'll stop so first corinthians 616 have you heard this verse anywhere who those people who are got married did you listen to this word the two will become one flesh anywhere any time during your marriage ceremony yes yes the reading yes the reading yes the reading what yes. was it ephesians 531 therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one, one, one. flesh not one one flesh it's very important one flesh but husband and wife are two flesh right two bodies what is it saying one flesh the children no spirit will join or no it says one flesh that's jesus right we are in jesus one body correct so now if you read more in that context ephesians um uh, st paul says i'm talking in your human terms so that you will understand the spiritual truth i'm actually talking about christ and you and then he says husband and wife the earthly realm the shadow is the husband and wife the husband and wife when they get into that covenant they become one flesh whatever husband has wife has wife whatever wife has husband has similarly when you get into a covenant with jesus christ what happens you became one flesh one body we became put into christ you became one flesh that's why we are the body of christ christ, christ. does it make sense now we became in the lord yes. became one became a confess so in his flesh in his stripes he took our we are healed we are healed he took our sicknesses yeah he took out our curses which means he took took the curse of the sin and the law so we are not we don't need to do that again he did it already so this is very this is very hard spiritual truth but once you understand this into your inner depths your life will change this is a core christian teaching unfortunately i don't see anybody teaching this anywhere teach this should be taught in our ccds i don't know why but anyway so now the problem we all are one flesh with christ now st paul is asking in first corinthians 6:16 Do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her now the trouble starts not only a husband and wife will become one flesh the one who is joined to a prostitute or one who is committing adultery what happens they become one flesh so it's not about the marriage the moment you are you becoming union with some other body or some other person you become one flesh with so we are i am already one flesh with christ now if i 
go and commit mm-hmm. the adultery i am whatever i am doing who is experiencing it christ is experiencing because we are one body right if i do something christ said to me right you uh, he I'm said i am you and you are me so uh, whatever i do christ has to suffer too yeah if i do something to so remember this jesus said you gave water to me when i was thirsty yeah, you gave me food food when i was hungry and then they will ask when, when did you do this to you what was the answer what was the answer whatever you do to your brother you're doing it so you done to me everyone to me right when i'm i'm giving varuna chachi some food since varuna chachi is one with christ yes actually i'm giving to christ you understand if i bless somebody i'm blessing christ as well i'm giving food or what so if i love my neighbor just like i love myself then whom i am i loving i'm loving christ so mother teresa did everything because he saw the christ in every everyone mm-hmm. right so he was she was doing it as if she was serving christ that's why saint paul says serve your master as if you are serving christ because that changes our perspective so everything i do to others i'm actually doing to christ christ everything i do to my body i'm doing to Christ, because I'm also connected to Christ. Now, if this gets into our mind, we should be very careful what we are doing with Christ's body. That's why St. Paul says, don't go and do adultery. Don't do you know that you are joining the body of Christ to a prostitute? Now, is that a sin? Yes. Will that cut off the spiritual realm? It should. Now, so how is Holy Spirit still going there? That's where we should be asking. How is he able to, Holy Spirit still being able to hold on to me because Christ will again go through the, I mean, he has to absorb it. The effect of that sin, Christ has to absorb. He will still go and say, don't cut off the tree yet. I'm going to take care of it. Father, don't cut it off. So every time we sin, who do we torture? Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ himself. On one side, we will... bless him praise him we love him hug him all that but by our that's in our mind actions but we... by our actions we crucify him so figure out so if this theory is right if what we are thinking is right saint paul must have said that too right oh let's God. find out that find that verse also where saint paul must have, i don't know if he did say he would have said this when you sin after knowing christ you are crucifying him correct so find that that's another homework if if we find that then our theory is correct for this truth is really truth so now from now on look at our lives when we gossip about somebody else we are actually gossiping about christ then that our actions that means every day he is being crucified because of us every minute yes. we have that choice to crucify him so should we do it or not now our perspective has changed yes, until today we were thinking oh sin is okay we are we are weak we are doing all the sin but now we know that the repercussions of sin the impact of sin is much more than what we thought then out of love if you love me what did jesus say if you love me you will sin no 
You will? Training. No, you will. But there's a verse. Okay, that's also homework. Find that. <laughs> what verse is it? If you love me, we always keep saying that we love you, Jesus. But Jesus said, if you love me, there'll be this happening. Or if you do this, that means you are indeed loving. If you love me, go and feed the sheep. Go and feed the sheep. No, that's for the uh, that's for Peter. Keep my commandments. Correct. So find that verse. Yeah. If you love me, keep my commandments. Or basically say, if you love me, do not sin. Right? That was the correct answer. But in the verse, Bible says literally it says, keep my commandments. So keeping the commandment is the way you love him. Or once we understood what we understood today, that every time I break the commandment, I am. I'm actually torturing Christ, then out of love to Christ, I will subside my passion. I will not do my will, but instead, I'll do his will, God. his will of God or his will. So this is exactly what Jesus said. Not my <laughs> will, Father, but I will. Because I don't want to further crucify Christ for my new sins. So I would rather say, I'm going to not to do it. I will not do it. I am. I feel like doing it, but I don't want to do it. Not because it became a sin and then punishment comes and then God became angry. That's the mentality we had until now as a judging God. That, oh, I did a sin. Now I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm having guilt. Now, from now on, understand that it has much more spiritual truth. We are, if we love him, we should understand that we should not be sinning. So that changes our mindset. So from today, every word we say, every thought we have, everything which we do, we should start looking at it in a different angle. We should forgive others. We should, everything becomes different because we do it out of our love to Christ, not because they deserve it, because the things they did it to us, it, it's so hard for us to forgive. Things, which the, some words which came to us, from the very childhood, it's in our mind and it's still torturing it. That determines the behavior which we have. We respond in guilt, we, we respond in anger, unforgiveness, all that. But now we understand that this is not my body only, this is Christ's body. So he forgave, so I will forgive. I don't want to, even those thoughts, even the unforgiveness which I harbor in my mind, who is suffering? Who is has to take it? Christ has to take it. Otherwise, Holy Spirit has to leave. Holy Spirit cannot stay in a mind and a body where sin is there. Unforgiveness is a sin. Tomorrow, worry about tomorrow is a sin. Anything which is not out of faith is sin. That's the new definition. So if we are worried about our future, that means we are not having enough faith in our God. That itself is a sin. So we'll talk about sin. We'll understand what is exactly sin next week. Now our... our realm is expanding. We no longer are babes in Christ. We have understood all this stuff. That means we are spiritually maturing. So always remember there are, I am one with Christ, which is the good news. That is the gospel. So I don't need to prove myself worthy to be in the eternity. Jesus, because of Jesus Christ, I'm worthy. No matter how much I do good things and charity, that won't count because that cannot make me enter the kingdom of God. But Jesus Christ, being one with him, will make me enter heaven. These are our advantages of having baptized into Christ.
But the disadvantage is everything which we are doing now, Jesus has to take it to. So now we understand that Christ is suffering for us every single minute. There is also one other Bible verse. I don't know if anyone takes note. This is also homework. What is Jesus doing for us now? Interceding, interceding for us. I think we have discussed that, right? We, yeah. we are, he is interceding. Why should he intercede? Because even now, we are sinning. We are sinning. Right? He is interceding in the Father that do not take it on them because I already suffered for this. He is doing it continuously for all of us. And then Holy Spirit also doing the same thing, interceding for us on, on our behalf so that the spiritual spirit will be still alive. So we will be still able to uh, be connected to God and get the grace. This is the truth, but we are not using it. So there, this is just the basic foundation to so make sure that we are very thorough with it. First Corinthians 6.16 is what we mentioned. Ephesians 5.31 is one with well, shall become one flesh. There are a few homeworks um, and we also understood we became one with spirit with him, First Corinthians 6.17. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. We are not only one body. Now we are going into a little bit more. He says one spirit. So we, so we are one with Christ in body and mind. Spirit. Uh, okay. spirit. 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 What were the three components? Spirit, body. soul, body. Body is left. No, body is already there, right? We are one ah, body. 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 Soul, soul, soul. Correct. Soul. 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 So we'll, we'll figure out that later. So there is one part of our body, our, our entity, which is not connected to God. So <laughs> let's leave it like that. So we will deal with that next week, which is our mind, emotions, and will, right? The soul is com soul comprised of three things, mind, mind. emotions, mind. and our will. These three areas. Okay, this is another, okay, the final homework. How many homework this week? <laughs> if we manage to make this part, the soul, one with Christ, what will happen? Then we'll... We completely are one with, right? Our body, mind, spirit will be one with, one, Christ. one with Christ. And we will be Christ. And I think that's what only left, right? Yes. So figuring out how to make the soul part one with Christ will be the good news. So let me put it like this. Kingdom of God is all about making the soul one with Christ. Okay, there's a verse for that, Bible verse for that. Find out that last, last homework. With that, we are done. So find out where in the Bible, in, in the St. Paul said that. He's the master, right? So he, obviously he would be the one who is saying it. That kingdom of God is something to do with the mind. Find that verse. So let's um, close our eyes. We have four more minutes. Come here, come here. Heavenly Father, we are surrendering all of our lives unto your hand. You taught us today a lot of things, Holy Spirit. A lot of spiritual truth, which many, many, many people don't know. And we are thanking you for that. Father, we read that you pardon us. 
you predestined us to be conformed to the image of your son, Christ Jesus. We are thanking you for that wonderful opportunity. And we want to make you serve it fully. Beyond all our lives, beyond our issues in our life, all our petitions and com- complaints, this is what we are asking, Father, that you make us completely understand how to be one with Christ, how to be conformed to the image of your Son and carry out the kingdom manifesto. Father, bless us, each one of us. Change our lives, change our minds that we will be able to comprehend the spiritual truths. Bless us, Father, right now, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, we are declaring that we are surrendering our own lives, our financial blessing, continue to surrender in your mind. Surrender everything you have to Father. Close your eyes and imagine that you are walking towards the cross on the Calvary, carrying everything you have which includes all your sin, all your burdens, all your anxiety, all your future issues, and all the possessions you have, your children, your financial possessions, your properties, your everything. We are carrying it. We are walking up the mountain and we go and stand beneath that cross. Look at him. He did all that for me so that he can rescue us. He can be one with us. Now are we seeking him to have more possessions? We have given given all the stuff which we have, but what is our aim of, what is our ultimate aim in this life? Are we asking him for more blessings? Are we asking him for more material possessions? Are we asking for our kids to be prosper and again accumulate a lot of wealth, a lot of material things? Or are we asking him what he wants us to do? Are we seeking the kingdom of God? Are we seeking more to be one with him just like he wanted to be one with me? Father, we are asking your forgiveness that until today, we only seek our own selfish desires, our own selfish ambitions. My own health, my children, everything was me, me, me. We were only worried about our own prosperity, our own issues. We were not worried about our own neighbor. Father, change my mind. Jesus Christ, Change my mind. Holy Spirit, change my mind so that we will be able to love others as we love ourselves. Take a moment to ask him one thing. Ask him to make us Christ, make you Christ. He's listening. Whatever you're saying, he's hearing. What do you want to do with your life? Tell him. What do you want to do with your life? Tell him. Make a covenant with him.
Father, we are declaring we are one with Christ in body and spirit. So everything Christ has done, he has did it for us. By his stripes, we are healed. He has taken away our sin, the curse, the death penalty for sin. Everything is gone. That's why we are eternally secured. We will eternally live because we live, we believed in you, Lord Jesus Christ. So by the authority of the name, the authority of Jesus Christ, I'm declaring that everyone in this Zoom meeting, everyone who is at the feet of the cross right now are being healed from their sickness. Let their body be completely healed from head to toe. Everything which should not be in them, I'm commanding all the sickness to leave them. Every headache, every migraine issues be removed right now in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. By the blood of Christ, I'm washing them. I'm washing every single cell and chromosomes and DNAs and every minute atoms in their body. Be cleansed, be healed, be proper. Every spinal cord issues, every frozen shoulders, every thyroid issues, every endocrine gland, all the organ system, I'm commanding all of it to be aligned, to be proper, be in equilibrium, be recreated if it's needed. Father, send down angels, and I'm releasing the authority to them that they will repair and renew whatever is needed in their body and mind. I'm casting out every spirit, every unholy spirit and every unclean spirit, every kingdom of darkness agent from their life, from their mind. I'm declaring they belong to Lord Jesus Christ and they're one with Christ. Their mind is completely cleansed, is filled with the Holy Spirit right now. By the blood of Lord Jesus Christ, I'm proclaiming, I'm declaring that they are being redeemed Every stronghold in their mind, I'm destroying it by the power of the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. Every anxiety, depression, distress and worry be gone from their mind. Let them see and experience the kingdom manifesting in their life from now on. We declare that this is going to be done. This is going to happen in the mighty and wonderful name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you.